0: Coming up on Homestand Sports today, we're ranking the biggest dogs or biggest gamers in the four major North American sports. So that's MLB, NHL, NBA, and NFL. It'll be me, Albert Vartanian, with Justin Pooney, and Sean McCormick. We're going to rank our dogs. I mean, I got the inspiration from watching Bryce Harper in these MLB playoffs. He's been maybe the absolute best player in baseball right now absolute gamer he's got the clutch gene you can throw out all the cliches so the inspiration for this ranking this ranking list that we're going to provide you came from bryce harper and he'll definitely be on the list so stay tuned for that it's a very interesting conversation some very um, Probably, yeah, interesting names on some of these lists. Corey Perry's name actually comes up in someone's top 10, uh, believe it or not. And we roast him for saying that. So you're going to want to stay tuned to hear that. We also talk about flag football being introduced to the Olympics and NFL players and the NFL wanting to send their players to the Olympics to play in this in 2028 in Los Angeles. So we talk about flag football in the Olympics. Who actually wants to watch that? I don't want to watch it, but if Mahomes goes, Tyreek Hill. Micah Parsons, Justin Jefferson, then, okay, maybe you piqued my interest. But what is flag football, and why would anyone want to watch it? We also talk about uh, what players should go. What's the type of team the USA should put together to go there and dominate? It really would be the NFL dream team of flag football. Make of that what you will. But to start the show, I want to talk about Tottenham Hotspur. The Premier League is back this weekend after the international break. And one thing people have been talking about and kind of questioning and dismissing is whether or not tottenham hotspur can win the premier league they're at the top of the pile at the moment on goal difference above arsenal manchester city and liverpool which is very surprising uh this was not expected from tottenham getting a new manager and losing their best player uh for quite some time maybe the best number nine in the world in harry kane who was sold to Bayern munich over the summer from tottenham hotspur they're in a great position but can they actually win the premier league I don't know, but I have three reasons on how they can get it done. So you're going to want to stay tuned to listen to that. I'm Albert Vartanian, and this is Homestand Sports. With the Premier League back, I thought it was the perfect time to have this conversation or pose this question uh, with Tottenham being at the top of the pile in the Premier League. It's how can Tottenham win the Premier League? I'm not saying that they will. But being at the top this early in the Premier League, uh, the conversation about if whether or not they can win, and it's kind of been dominating the news headlines a little bit and a lot of conversation going on on YouTube and other social media platform, platforms, obviously with Spurs being at the top. Um, it, it's probably not realistic based on what I'm about to talk about, but there are ways that they can do it. A lot of luck needs to fall their way, and I've put together three... I guess, reasons on, on how I think they can win the Premier League, starting with number one, is they absolutely cannot lose key players. And I mentioned here one, two, three, four, five, six players that I have on this Tottenham team who Spurs just can't afford to lose. And number one at the top of that list is their now captain, Sun Hyung-min. Um, he is their talisman, and I don't think Spurs will be the way that they have been over the past, what, six, seven seasons where they relied on Harry Kane to score all those goals. I think it'll be a lot of scoring by committee. You'll get goals from James Madison, from Sun, Some, hopefully, from Richarlison. will get onto him. Kulisevsky. Uh, there are players on this side who can score goals, and they've proven to do so. Even the fullbacks, the wingbacks, Destiny Odogi and Pedro Porro, you're going to get some goals, obviously, from set pieces, with Romero and Mickey Vandevan. But I think most of the goal-scoring load is going to fall on Sun. And it looks like with Richarlison not being that true number nine that Tottenham want to be, Son is going to be playing through the middle more often times than not. He's off to a fantastic start. And let's not forget, I mean, this guy won the Golden Boot just a couple of seasons ago. People dismissed him, I think, a little bit heading into this season because of the poor season he had last year. But we found out that he was dealing with a hernia issue that he later got operated on during the offseason. So uh, there's a reason why he kind of fell off last season with Tottenham Hotspur. I don't expect that to happen. And the reason also why they can't lose this guy, there's no like for like replacement. Like I mentioned, they want Richarlison to be that guy, but he's dealing with some mental health issues. He's never really hit the ground running with Spurs. We know he's capable of doing it. I mean, we saw it at Everton. Uh, we saw it at the World Cup. You know, Brazil's number nine, and he was—I think—he was think a leading scorer for Brazil. So he has that ability, and the manager, Big Ange Pasaliclu, has, has has given him that confidence and allows him to play. But over time, I think throughout this season, I don't imagine that he's going to score ten to fifteen goals for Spurs, and that's a big issue considering they paid sixty million for him, and they were looking for someone to back up Harry Kane and then eventually replace Harry Kane. I don't think Richarlison is that guy. So it's going to be Sun. The majority of the goals are going to come through Sun, and they absolutely cannot lose them. Depth is an issue with Tottenham, and that's all over the pitch, including the ten spot, the ten position, which is where James Madison plays. And I always want to say this off the top. I mean, penny for penny, he might be the best transfer in the Premier League this season. He's been so good. And under this Ange Pasacoglu system, they're a very attacking side, but you need a playmaker in the middle to make everything work and make everything tick. And he's so good at finding those spaces in between defenders and threading balls into Sun where Charleston Kulosevsky, Brendan Johnson, Manor Solomon. Whoever's in that front three, Madison can get that player the ball. And if you want him to score, you can do that as well. Just give him half a yard outside the box, and you can put the ball into the top corner. His delivery from set pieces, fantastic. Both feet as well. And similar to Sun, unfortunately for Madison, there's no like-for-like like replacement. I mean, Spurs haven't had a true number 10 like that dating back to Christian Eriksen. That was a long time ago. They hope that maybe Gio Lo Celso was that guy. He really hasn't hit the ground running, hasn't played much this season. There were rumors that he's going to be on his way out. Then his agent came out and said, I want to stay here. So I don't know if Pasta Coglu believes in Lo Celso. If he does and he's going to give him a run of games, he may be that guy behind Madison, but I think he's, he's, he's not completely match fit. He's never really fit into this Spurs team. But again, this is a new Spurs side that's very attacking under the manager. So, uh, but with that said, I don't think Madison Madison can be replaced. And this goes across the board, I think for any team in the Premier League. If you lose a key player, you're going to struggle. Look at Manchester City. They lost De Bruyne, they lost Rodri, two key players, and they've been struggling. But their depth allows them to stay in games and win games. In that midfield position, okay, they lose Rodri and De Bruyne, but then you bring in Kovacic, Mateus Nunes, Uh, Rico Lewis, I mean, Calvin Phillips, who hasn't been great, and I'll mention him later, but uh, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, those types of teams have depth to cover these positions. Spurs, they just don't have that. So they're kind of lacking in that way. And this is where they're going to need luck to win the Premier League. They have to stay relatively healthy. If you go back to when Leicester City won the league, 5,000 to 1, I can probably name you that starting 11 that started 85 to 90% of the games. You're looking at Vardy, Albrighton, Mares, Drinkwater, Conte, Danny Simpson, Robert Huth, Wes Morgan, Christian Fuchs, Casper Schmeichel, and maybe you throw Shinji Okazaki in there from time to time. But for the majority of that season, when Leicester won, they stayed healthy, and Claudio Ranieri, their manager at the time, played that team. And a lot of things went their way, including no injuries, no key injuries anyway for a long period of time, and they had other teams in and around them have off-seasons, Liverpool, Arsenal, Uh, Manchester City, Manchester United. I mean, the direct competitor that season was Spurs, who had a really good team and probably should have won. But Leicester, like I said, uh, were fantastic, and they stayed relatively healthy, and they were able to win the Premier League. Nothing taken away from Leicester City, but Spurs need that type of luck. Uh, Another player that they cannot miss, and they'll miss for a game coming up this weekend against Fulham, is Yves Basuma, the number six, the defensive holding midfielder for Spurs. I don't understand how under Conte this guy did not play because he's showing how good he is. He's showing that Basuma at Brighton, the reason why Spurs bought him. He's so good. He's calm on the ball. He can dribble past one, two, three players. He can pick up the ball from the defense, drive down the field, and start attacks for Tottenham. Not many players can do that. Spurs haven't had a player like that probably since Moussa Dembele, um, who's had that ability to, to manage the game in the middle of the park, strong on the ball, very calm under pressure, can win the ball back, can win games for you. Basuma is that guy, and uh, there's no like-for-like for like, like for like replacement for him either. I mean, you're looking at Oliver Skip, Hoybier, who comes in and does a job from time to time, but a very different player, hoi He's more of a defensive player. He shores up the defense. He's not going to beat guys one-on-one. He's not going to draw fouls. This is all what Basuma does. I would say maybe the player that, that can replicate Basuma's play the most is probably Rodrigo Bentencore who's who's missed the majority of the season. He underwent surgery because he had a knee injury last year. Uh, similar players, but not exactly the same. I don't know how they both fit in, but with Bentencore coming back, it does provide that midfield position with a bit of cover, but Basua needs to be there, and Bentencore, you don't know what player he's going to come back as. For me, Bentencore needs to come back at 80-90% to 90% of the player that he was to make an impact. It's as simple as that. So it's another spot in this Spurs 11 where they can't afford to lose a player. And I think for me, maybe the two most important players at the moment for Spurs who cannot go missing for whatever reason, whether it's suspensions or injuries, are the center backs. Christian Romero and Mickey Van De Ven. And if you asked me before the season started who are the two most important players for Spurs, I probably wouldn't name those guys. Romero important, yes, he's a very good center back who's now become or becoming one of the best center backs in the Premier League. This is a guy that just won a World Cup. Lionel Messi said he's the greatest center back in the world at the moment. I mean, make of that what you will, but there's a reason why he's saying that. It's because he's very good. He's a very aggressive center back. He'll get in your face, tackle you, challenge you. He's all over the pitch. He does everything for this team. And beside him, you have Mickey Van de Van, who's playing his first season in the Premier League, comes over from the German Bundesliga, and is fantastic. And He's like the perfect complement to Christian Romero, where he's very calm. He uses his pace to win balls back uh, under pressure. As I mentioned, he's extremely calm, and, he's, and he's, he's learning from Romero. And I think Romero has taken on that leadership role with Van de Van beside him, and they've become one of the best partnerships in the Premier League. But the reason why they can't lose him outside of their quality and what they've been bringing to the Spurs side, there's no center back depth. Behind Romero and Van de Van is Eric Dyer, Eric Dyer hasn't played this season. He's on his way out. There's rumors that he's going to Sporting. Uh, Jose Mourinho wants him at Roma. He just I just saw him in a Spurs social media video where they were filming him. He's like, oh, you don't have to film me. I know you guys won't use it anyway. So clearly he's mentally checked out. Uh, he's also lost his step. You know, he wasn't great last season for Spurs. So uh, that's a big issue. Behind Eric Dyer, you have Ashley Phillips, who has yet to play a minute in the Premier League. A young player who doesn't have this, uh, you know, top tier experience in in the England First Division, so that's an issue. You lose one of those center backs, and all of a sudden, I think the rest of the team crumbles. I mean, under under this new manager Ange Postacoglu, they play a very attacking style and they play a high line. So you need you need your center backs to have pace. Van de Van was the ninth fastest player in the Bundesliga last season. Romero's got pace. Pedro Poro and Destiny Udagi, the fullbacks, wing backs, whatever you want to call them, also have pace. Dyer doesn't have that pace. I'm not quite sure Ashley Phillips has that pace. So you need a specific type of of player to fill into that role. Outside of Dyer and Phillips, that's it. You're going to have to look for, I don't know, and a player who can play majority of positions. And maybe that's Emerson Royale, whoever, who hasn't really seen some game time on that right side, but he's not a center back. So it's a big issue. And... And when you play a high line like that like i just mentioned you're prone to mistakes the ball's going to get in behind you and you need the pace to make up for that and spurs don't have that outside of Van Damme and romero so those two guys are absolutely key to this spurs side trying to win the premier league uh the sixth guy that i'm throwing on this list uh i kind of did it a little bit late but he's very important and he's been very good and that's the goalkeeper vicario Uh, italian keeper got a call up internationals by the way all over this tottenham field uh, Argentina you have Romero uh, Van de Van got called up to the Dutch side Obviously Sun with South Korea Madison in England Kulisewski with Sweden uh, So really good side Spurs have right now uh, Vicario's been good like I mentioned The goalkeeper um, His distribution is pretty good um, I thought he made some key saves Against Arsenal, against Liverpool Sheffield United uh, Manchester United, like I mentioned as well. So he's been in the games for Spurs, and he's he's kept them out. I mean, like I said, if you're playing this type of system, chances are going to come your way, and you need your keeper to step up, and I felt like he stepped up in a big way. No team across the board wants their number one keeper to go down because the, the guy you have behind him is more or less a placeholder and could play in some games if you're in an FA Cup, the early rounds in an FA Cup, League Cup. Uh, some Champions League games, Europa League, Conference League games, whatever the case may be. But you don't want him playing week in and week out. That's why you have a number one and a number two. The number two to Vicario is Fraser Forster, who was a goalkeeper in his time, but he's a bit older now. Doesn't move as quickly. He's not a guy you want to have between the sticks moving forward. And and if Vicario goes down, Spurs are going to have a, a serious issue uh, with Forster and Nett. Uh, and that's not taking anything away from him. He's just one of those guys. Listen, he's there. Uh, just in case Vicario goes down and you need a goalie to step in, but he's not the guy that you want to have. Okay, so with that said, those key players, they need to stay healthy. Let's say, this is my second point. We get to January, the January transfer window opens. Spurs absolutely need to be within touching distance of first place. I would say probably four to six points. And then you're thinking about Daniel Levy and the sporting directors and the managers thinking about, okay, what players do we need now to actually challenge for this title? We're not that far off who we need to bring in. And there's some priorities, like I mentioned, center back depth and, and probably another striker or a winger. And I've identified some players, uh, within the premier league that Spurs can go after. It's going to cost them some money, but if they're within touching distance, um, I think they need a third center back regardless actually if they're in touching distance they just need that backup cover um and there's two actually three guys that i like number one being mark gahey uh from crystal palace he's been called up to england 23 years old he's being touted as a guy who could potentially get sold for 50 60 even 70 million down the line he's a young center back he's got pace to him he's got power he's already adapted to the premier league he starts week in and week out for crystal palace he's going to come at a cost probably 35 to 40 million and i don't know if spurs want to spend that kind of money but let's not forget they still have 100 million in the bank that they made from harry kane going to Bayern munich so the money is there so he'd be at the top of my list as a player you can get, not only for now, but for the future. Uh, number two would be Max Killman. I love him. He's the Wolves' captain, 26 years old, similar to Gehi. Uh, he's got pace about him. Uh, he plays for Wolves week in and week out. Like I mentioned, he's the captain. Would probably cost a little bit less, maybe 20 25 even $30 million. You might have to play, pay that Premier League tax, like that English tax that that really does exist. You want a Premier League-proven player in January, Especially that cost is going to go up. But listen, if you feel like you're in touching distance, you could potentially make a run for that title or even just stay in the top four. These are the types of players you're going to have to buy. And you're going to have to spend that money. And Spurs, I think, need to understand that. Uh, and the third one on my list, I think it's probably it's doable. It's attainable. And it's Ben Godfrey. And I know he's at Everton, and he's been out of favor with the manager. He's not being being picked to start. So you could probably get him at a discounted price. He's still relatively young. He'll probably cost you around 10 million, 10, 15 million. He was good with Norwich when Norwich came up a couple seasons ago. I thought he's been good with Everton. At times, he can play as a fullback and he can play as a center back. He's just great cover and he's one of the fastest center backs in the Premier League at the moment. And you're getting him on the cheap, an English player, you're probably not gonna have to pay that big of a premium for him, considering he's already kind of on his way out at Everton. I don't think Sean Dyche wants him in his eleven. Uh, so definitely a player I would look at for Spurs. If, if you're kind of scraping the bottom of barrel and you're looking for Premier League experience, I think Ben Godfrey is that guy. Um, another position I look at definitely would be midfield. I think Basuma, Bentancourt, Skip, those guys need some cover. I have Calvin Phillips on this list. And I know that's kind of crazy because he rarely plays. Since he moved from Leeds to Manchester City, we haven't seen Calvin Phillips. He's had some injury issues. I don't know if Pep... Fully fancies him, honestly. He's called him out before for being out of shape, so maybe not the guy you want to target. But we know at the Premier League level, at least with Leeds and the championship level, he's an excellent midfielder. He's still getting called up to England. There's a reason why Southgate likes him. Uh, maybe, he just needs, maybe he just needs a change of scenery, and maybe Spurs can get him on loan, Another other players who's, who's out of favor. Come January, Kevin De Bruyne, who's injured, is coming back. You know, Rodri's back after his suspension. They have Rico Lewis, Mateos Nunes, John Stones can even go into that midfield and cover. So I think he might be the odd man out. And if I'm Spurs, I definitely snoop around and see what you can get him for. Maybe on loan and you share the cost with Manchester City. And it's not like he's a guy you're going to need to bank on to perform week in and week out. You have those players. This is just cover. And I feel like Phillips can can do a job for Spurs. Uh, The other player is more backup for... For James Madison, and he's also one for the future, and that's Eberici Eze from Crystal Palace. He'll probably cost a lot more, but he has everything. He's He can shoot and pass with both feet. Set-piece delivery is fantastic. He can manage a game. He creates a ton of chances. You now, put him on a side with Son and Richarlison and Brendan Johnson and Kulosewski With those type of attackers in front of him, I think he can do even more. I mean, he's touted as being one of the next best England attacking midfielders. And if I'm Spurs, I look at it. He's going to cost you 50-plus. Easily, Palace are doing relatively well under Roy Hodgson. I don't think they want to let him go. They have so many injuries over there. Uh, Michael Lisi could be on his way out come January as well. So if I'm Palace, I don't want to lose too many attackers. But if you have a team like Spurs coming and they're like, hey, well, i will give you 50, 60 million for Eze, it's hard to say no to that kind of money. Uh, but for Spurs, you got to push for these types of players. And, and the ones that I have identified are – Premier League proven players. Obviously, there's players in different leagues who I'm sure their scouts and sporting directors are looking at. But I feel like if you're making a push for the title and come January, you're within striking distance of first place, then you need to look within your league because you want these players to adapt as quickly as possible. When you're bringing in players from foreign leagues, sometimes it takes some time for players to adapt to the speed of the Premier League to style because things change. If you're looking at guys within the league already, maybe that adjustment time is shortened. and I think that's what Spurs would want. Okay, finally, the last thing that needs to happen, uh, and this has to do with luck as well, but Spurs, they need teams to to fall off or have uncharacteristic seasons. You need one or two. I would say you need two of Manchester City, Arsenal, Liverpool and I feel like Manchester United already dropped off and and Newcastle so two of those four or five teams need to have poor seasons I feel like United's already having that but they aren't really in contention or never really been in contention anyway for for first place I think it's Arsenal and City Arsenal and City probably need to drop off quite a bit for Spurs to even have a chance here and this is the luck that I mentioned that Leicester City had. They took advantage of that situation. City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United, even Chelsea that season when Leicester won, had uncharacteristic seasons. It was down to Spurs and Leicester City and Leicester City took advantage and won that and won the Premier League and for Spurs to make this happen after this fantastic start early on they need to hope that one, they play well two, they stay relatively healthy and win the games that they need to win but you need teams around you to fall off or you absolutely have no chance do i think personally that they can actually challenge and win the premier league no if you look at the depth of of their squad compared to liverpool manchester city and arsenal there's no comparison there's a reason why these teams win and it's because they have multiple players and multiple multiple positions to do a job and go on an entire season and win and when it comes to Manchester City they still exist and when it comes time to win when January hits they get the Bruyne back they just know what to do and it's it's full throttle right it's pedal to the metal that's what Manchester City do so as long as Manchester City exists with Pep Guardiola it's going to be difficult for any team to win the Premier League but this season especially when you have so many good teams City Arsenal Liverpool like I mentioned um, it's been a great season so far for Spurs but they need a lot of luck to go their way if they want to win the Premier League All right, now on the couches with the boys here. Sean McCormick, Hamilton Zone, and my main man, Justin Pooney. So last night I messaged you guys. You did? And I'm like, we gotta do our own rankings when it comes to like the 10 biggest gamers in the top four sports leagues right now. And yep. you said, you came in this morning, you're like, they're dogs. So yeah. I'm changing it now. This is the dog ranking. And what inspired me was watching or has been watching Bryce Harper for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. That guy is so locked in. Every game. He's ready to play home runs. I was looking at his stats over the past couple seasons. One of the best October baseball players ever, period. OPS, I think with the Phillies right now, is like 1,200 over two postseasons. He's incredible. So, anyway, it just got me thinking, like, we need to rank some of the most clutch players or dogs. So, this is the homestand sports dog dog rankings. We got 10 players each. We all did our own individual rankings. Mm -hmm. We'll start at 10. We'll do 10, 9, 8, and 7. And I just finished ranking my players because I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I was procrastinating because it's so difficult. I'm not happy with my 10. I don't want to start. So I'm putting it on you, Sean. Let's no, hear your well, number that's, 10.
1: That's not very nice. Let's hear 10. Uh, so I didn't completely understand the assignment. Yeah. Oh, we uh, there we go. No, I, I, I mean, mean, I You're did being it. honest. You're being honest. I did it. Uh, yeah. I thought you meant of all time. So I, I made that list. You know, you're Tiger Woods, your Michael Jordans. All okay, fine. Guys. We'll go with it. It's fine. No, no, no. I've got a good list. Oh, you made okay, a new you made of, yeah, yeah, I, I can... I can snap it up real quick, you know. You can adjust. Uh, Justin, on the other hand, didn't come up with ten people until just now. So <laughs> the, you, we've like, been all over the place. Like, we haven't like you put out the instructions, and we all failed because yes. I didn't uh, list the right amount of or the right people. He didn't list the right amount of people. Yeah. and you didn't rank them until okay, like so two it's seconds 10, before the air.
0: Ten clutch, yeah, dog Dogs. players, yeah. that are currently that playing. are currently playing yeah. in the Big Four: NHL, MLB, yeah. NBA. NFL. I yes. I went
1: with a guy that is like a, an unsung guy who's failed a bit in the playoffs, but also has one Stanley Cup. A guy I don't particularly like. Uh, I went with Corey Perry. Corey Perry's
2: on your top ten list of dogs. Hold on, dude, what? what are you doing, man? <laughs> What? What? Corey
0: Perry. Corey Perry. That's way out of left field. Corey okay, Perry is continue. Let him go. Let him go. He's a he's a playoff performer, isn't he? He is. I'll give you that. Yeah. Especially against the Leafs. Especially
1: against the Leafs. With somebody who you know he's got a cup back in 07 with the Ducks. Uh, that's somebody a long who's time somebody who's hope. made it to multiple Cup finals. Somebody who's got a lot of playoff uh, statistics. You know, one hundred and like twenty six <sighs> points in one hundred ninety games or something like that. And again, he's a current player for the next couple of years. He, he'll be in the league. So. Uh, maybe somebody who just recently has been bothering me, and recently you've seen him in those Cup finals, so maybe that's why it's sticking out to me. But
0: there's going to be recency Corey. bias. So there's recency c- bias in my rankings as well. I'm not and gonna
1: and lie. you know, to be honest, you got to go a little like off the board sometimes. You know, you got to go a little off the board. So I went with Corey Perry. That's
2: not a little off the board. It's a lot off the board right there. So where would you put Corey Perry in like <laughs> the top 50? 75th? Would you put him in 50? <laughs> Bro, Corey Perry's not even a relevant, relevant hockey player. The only reason he's <laughs> relevant is because he points at fans and he's he's a rat. He's a rat. I get that he's irrelevant, but he
1: that's he, like to me that's where he shines, is like okay. in those big moments. So Man,
0: at just looking at the players on my list, Corey Perry doesn't even come close. But that that's you, that's, that's just your that's ranking. Your, no, no, John. All right, but, give me your number 10, so Justin. Like, but I think we gotta differentiate on the the characteristics of what a dog is.
2: it, it means whatever you want exactly. it to Exactly. So when I think of a dog, right? I think of like guys when I watch them play. And like you could equate like the D M X bark to how they play, like just aggressive, in your face, innovative, right? Like <laughs> yeah. just just something we've never seen before, or this something that like you know get you fired up. So number ten for me, again, I gotta go to baseball because, again, I respect baseball players, but I don't think you need a whole lot of dog
0: in you to be a baseball player. Come on, son. Well, let's, let's so I'm gonna go. Be with, careful what you say.
2: I'm gonna go with Ronald Acuna Jr. He's the big biggest dog in baseball right now. The guy plays with passion now. He didn't play well in the playoffs this year. But, you know, he had a great regular season. He brings some swag to the, to the diamond. You know, he's a better player than Shohei Ohtani. Um, and quite frankly, he's a dog in the way he celebrates
0: home runs. Right. He's got that dog mentality. Yeah, I'm not with you with Acuna. He's not even on my top 10 list. That's it's, He might be like top 15, top 20, but so he's not there. So closer than there. Corey Perry. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah. Well, well, way closer than Corey Perry. <laughs> I'm going to say my argument is he's at home right now. Probably on vacation after getting bounced from the playoffs. 40-70 season. Um, I have, you know what, MLB, I have a lot of MLB players on my list. And number 10, it kind of hurts me to have him there, but I just haven't seen enough of him in positions where he can be clutch. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him this is a baseball player. I haven't seen him in October. Danny Jansen? No. Oh. Shohei Otani.
2: Oh, it's, whoa, you're getting on me for putting Acuna in. But listen, Acuna so at least made my version
0: of a dog is a guy who's who's been in the playoffs, been in the postseason when games matter. <laughs> he has and, been in the playoffs. And gets it done, but... With that said, we saw a glimpse of what he can do in the WBC. Oh, my gosh. What? That's the WBC. That's an important game. That's an important tournament. In one game. He played one important game Uh, as well. That's why he's 10. All right. I still think he's the best player in baseball. (sighs) So I think automatically you almost get on that list. Right? It's kind of stupid saying that with Acuna. But listen. Listen to me, Otani. Listen to these numbers at the WBC. 435, 606, 739, 4 doubles, home run, 10 walks in the tournament, while also pitching with a sub two ERA. And then in the final game, started as a pitcher, came out of the game. Did he start as a pitcher?
2: No, he closed no. the game.
0: No, sorry, my bad. Yes. He started the
2: game before.
0: Yes. And he closed that game out against who? Mike Trout. Right now the greatest American baseball player, Mike Trout, and shut that down and won the game. I think for Bryce Japan. Harper's a better baseball player than Mike Trout. Well, Bryce Harper is also on my list. Okay, well then but I'm going Otani 10 because okay. just because we haven't seen him enough in those positions, right. I think once he does, once we do see him, then we're going to be like, Oh wow. He really is the real deal. Right. I
1: just realized through our three first picks that we're going to get a lot of
0: hate. I That's like nice. that. Embrace the hate. We got to roll through these. Okay. Uh, Sean, number nine, uh, Jose Altuve. Okay. I'm with you there. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I mean, not much needs to be
1: said. I mean, uh, world series rings, world series MVP, uh, great during the regular season, great during the playoffs uh you know i think he's uh, 286 average in the playoffs or something like that um a lot of home runs for the astros somebody who's you're not making he, it really convincing continually, right now he's continually, like continually gets asleep. it done it's continually gets it done and uh yeah just somebody who
0: is a, a force like just very constant when it comes to october baseball right now all is like that guy yeah honestly he's one of them for he's sure he's one of those guys okay yeah. you're number nine, Justin shay gilders alexander oh come on man what, what are, you are you talking about
2: he's a dog out there on the court
0: i know you you you're on this he's on this agenda you're on this you know <laughs> shay mvp thing like did everybody you else is did in the, in
2: the, in the, if we're talking about international competitions
0: Shohei Otani. did you not see what he did in the world cup for canada i don't even think he's top 10 if you just do nba players did
2: you not this guy's a dog bro you see what happened he's had the i'm not the, saying the, he's not, not a good player guy. he's playing in,
0: this guy was a pure dog out there on the court so you left a lot, of, probably left a lot of good players off of your list to add him. Hey, I have a
2: lot, a lot of NBA players on my
0: list. Man, you're really on his train. Like Absolutely,
2: he's gonna go big time. Watch this year. Shea Gildas Alexander play. Raptor fans out there are dr- having like dreams about having him in a Raptors uniform. It's never going to happen. Be fantastic, right? But watch this guy play. The way this guy is, and he doesn't say a lot, but you could tell when he shows emotion, he's got that dog in him.
1: I, I he's think got in, that dog. In I him. think in three to five years he'll be on this list. But three to five now,
2: years, he's in his prime right now.
1: I mean, he's playing very well. He's
2: going to win MVP this year. Okay, How we'll old see. Is he?
0: How old is he? he, he I mean, he's, 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 he's a young pup, man. Yeah, he's still got a... He doesn't, still he doesn't deserve to be on this list. Young but it's, pup, your, it's dog, your individual list. Hey, right? yeah. Young pups can That's a That's more of a Tzu bark. bark than a DMX No, bark. man. <laughs> nah, <laughs> don't disrespect Shay like I'm that. not disrespecting him. I'm just saying. right there. All right, I'm going to another baseball player. Sean, Jordan Alvarez. Sure. So this stat from yesterday kind of blew my mind. So the Astros are now 18-2. and which is a 900 average in the postseason when he has an RBI. Only one other player uh, has that average career-winning percentage in the postseason while driving in a run, and that's Lou Gehrig. That's crazy numbers. And this is a guy who's a champ, another guy who always delivers. And we can say what we want about the Astros. Still very young, too. Everyone Mm -hmm. will come and say, well, they're cheaters. Who cares? They know when pitches are coming. But anyway, I'm not getting into that. He wasn't really around for that, though. I understand that. But anytime you mention an Astro... You kind of get that kind of heat. Yeah, I have to go Alvarez. He shows us in every postseason that mm-hmm. he's in that he performs, and that's what I mean by the dog, okay. the clutch gene. Jordan Alvarez. Okay, all we right. got to keep rolling here. Number eight, Sean Justin Tucker,
1: kicker for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that's actually
0: a better pick than
2: Corey Perry. So I'll give you probably. That. Sure. Yeah. I, again, when Hold you get on, down, what did n- you say Justin Tucker, the kicker for the the greatest kicker of all time? I don't know. Second greatest kicker of all time. I don't know
0: what we're
1: doing here. Adam so Vinatieri was. You're talking about somebody who's clutch. All right, go ahead. Somebody with a, a great kicking percentage. Somebody who's, who's one of the all-time scorers in, in National Football League yeah. history. Somebody when the game is on the line, you think he can hit a 60-yard field goal for you? Yeah. So that, that's, to me, is somebody who is that mentally sound. Okay. That can then perform under these high-pressure moments, these game-winning kick moments that's Justin Tucker for me. He's like again on my other list. I had Mariano Rivera, one of like the ultimate closers of all time. Somebody who led and saves. So this to me, Justin Tucker, he's a closer. He's a guy that you can count on to kick a winning field goal for you.
0: It's true. He's no Brett Maher. You know, he's not missing. <laughs> kicks no Greg game. the leg Zerline. Greg Zerline. Okay, uh, yeah. I screwed up my nine and eight, but I'll we'll, we'll get to that when I get there. Who's your number eight?
2: My number eight is Jose Altuve. Nice. Okay. Because if you're not cheating, you're not trying, <laughs> and he's a cheater, so he's a dog.
0: He cheats. <laughs> Simple as that. He's a he's a dog because he on. cheats. That's your reasoning. Yeah, he's a dog because he cheats. I hate That's you. Why. I hate you. Okay, so my number eight was supposed to be Alvarez, but okay. I'll switch it right now. Uh, Sidney Crosby. Okay, right. Okay. Dude, yeah. Three cups, he's two number, cons. He's my smite. number seven. He's got the golden goal. We didn't see him in the playoffs last year, but when he's in there, he's one of the best performers. See, I would.
2: I thought we'd do the current athletes at their peak. Right? If he was like, oh, he's a current athlete, yeah, yeah, but I'm seeing his prime, I would it was picked...
0: like, what, top 15 scorer in the league last year? He had like okay. 80, 80
2: something points. He's still, he? he's still <laughs> that guy,
0: <laughs> yeah. I know what he is,
2: but there's more dogs in the NHL, bigger dogs in the NHL today,
0: really. I th-
2: don't worry, we'll get to okay, the, we'll get to that. Yeah, I'm going life. Crosby. I
0: think Jeez. it's easy to dismiss uh, somebody you don't see when it comes to you know, postseason and, and playoffs and whatnot. Yeah. We didn't see him. I think the same thing can probably be said for Ovechkin. I don't know if you mm. guys have him on that list. No, I don't. But you know what I mean? Like in the, just outside, but probably. But when, when the Capitals, when they were good, and they are in the playoffs, it was him. They go as far as Ovechkin goes. So mm-hmm. he can easily be on this list. But I'm going to go Crosby, like I said. You go three cups, two Conn Smythe. The guy's got a gold medal. He scores the, you know, the goals when it matters. So I'm going to go Crosby at number eight. All right, number seven. I'll just throw mine out there right now. I have Altuve as well. So we all have Altuve on the list. Um, I couldn't believe it. But he's second when it comes to most postseason home runs, Dubai which Man is pretty incredible years. in baseball. Which statistics matter a lot. Mm-hmm. Altuve uh, is that guy. Who's your seven? Justin. My number seven is
2: Leon Dreisaitl. You know why? The guy, <laughs> the guy led the playoffs score with a high ankle sprain. He was playing on one leg and absolutely dominated in the playoffs in 2022. This guy scores four goals a game in the playoffs. Dreisaitl. He's a playoff performer. He's better than Austin Matthews. He's the second best player in the world. Leon Dreisaitl is one. Of, and he also plays with an edge. He's not like some superstars out there or quote unquote superstars who shy away when the bright lights mm-hmm. of the playoffs come on. I'm not naming any names, but I think we all know who you I'm just talking named about. the name.
0: No, you're right. His his playoff last year was incredible. The, the year before was, that too. Yeah, the year when before. When he put on
2: one leg. I'm saying this. Took guy a heavy duty slash from Petroangelo yeah, and he just a dog, walked it off. Dame anybody else other than Connor McDavid you would want on your team. I'm taking Leon dry's title. Sean. Yeah, hey, I
1: mean I, I don't I don't I don't hate it. It's, he's a perennial 50-goal scorer. I'll
0: give you dry side. I don't really like it, but makes sense. The dude's in a way. dog, bro. makes yeah. sense in yeah. a way. He's never won anything, so we should probably throw that one out this At least
2: he's there. won a couple playoff rounds, unlike some people on your list. But your, is
0: your list about, like, how like, hating against the Leafs? Is that your list? <laughs> no, it's hating against Shoya Otani. Okay. <laughs> uh, my seven was Crosby, so. You, oh, you got the Cross as well? Yeah, yeah. Anything other to add than what no, I said? No, no,
1: you touched on it pretty well, man. I mean, it, again, just somebody who you can count on, does a lot of things away from the puck well. You know, pos- puck possession, winner you know, point getter, the cross, the pedigree. Look, he
0: scrapped this season already. Was it preseason? Preseason. Still. Man. Crosby has no reason to do that. Nope. He doesn't even need to play preseason. That's even... that dog. I kind of want to put him higher on the list now. <laughs> <laughs> What's Dreisaitl doing? Putting exactly. 120 points a season. All right, number six for me. Uh, I got another baseball player. This time it's a pitcher. Uh, this guy's been a dog probably since day one. Justin Verlander. Two-time champ. He's also a dog with the ladies, too. He's got yeah, a yeah, he up has a dog. He has, yeah, there you go. So now I want to put him higher on the list <laughs> okay. again. Uh, second most uh, wins <laughs> all time in the postseason. Yeah. There's a reason why the Astros went out to get him again. Not because he's over the hill, but to get it done. I mean, his ERA in the playoffs is sub two. And he's played tons of games. He's always been there. Like I said, two-time champ. I'm going to go Verlander as uh, my number six. Justin.
2: This guy hasn't played in the playoffs. He actually has played in the playoffs. His team played the stupidest basketball I've ever seen in my life. But Anthony Edwards is a complete dog out there. Anthony Edwards will put 30 on you and then lock your best player up. Anthony Edwards is a throwback player. Anthony Edwards. How do you put Anthony Edwards ahead of Jose Altuve? Because, again, it's just
0: baseball is, mm, he's a cheater, right? So in the dog rankings, he makes What What has Anthony Edwards done besides, like, act really well in a movie one time? He's a good player, but what has he done? He's a dog. He failed with watch- USA. He's failed with the Timberwolves. <laughs> Shohei Ohtani's failed with everything he's done too. Anthony <laughs> Edwards, i am seen- Shohei
2: Ohtani, <laughs> Justin, man, just, you're making the same. I job. don't understand
0: this list. You Anthony got Edwards
2: here. is a dog, bro. You got to watch him play. It's all about the. I'm mentali- not. Say- I think he's a really good but player, but it's also what the mentality. He but has he's the never done mentality. anything. He's still young. He's made it to the pl- at least. He's made it to the playoffs. Okay. What is Shohei Ohtani? Anthony Edwards has that dog mentality in him. Okay? He is a throwback player. He is a even dog. Even
0: you have him ahead of Drysdale too, which that's crazy to me. That's well, my list. Considering that Edwards is not even a top 10 player in the NBA. Drysdale hey, is this a, year could be his sec- year. Like you said the second best player in the NBA and Edwards goes ahead of Drysdale?
2: But here's the thing. Anthony Edwards has to play more of a two-way game than Drysdale. He's got to play defense and offense. Drysdale let's face it doesn't play the, doesn't play a two-hundred foot game. All
0: right. All right? You know who plays a two-hundred foot game? Oh. Austin Matthews. Sean, who's your number Is that your dog? Who's your number six? No, We've, he's not on my oh. list.
1: We've reached the NBA portion of my list. Okay. Uh, uh I'm gonna go with John Morant for his off the course antics. Off the course. Of no, the you're
0: Dicks. not. Oh boy. <laughs> Why not? Serious? John Morant, John Morant. So, what is your list based on? It's a, it's a lot of it's a cornucopia of things. A really. cornucopia. It's got a
1: it's it's got a lot of different you know characteristics. I put out like little categories and then rank them. It's tiers. It's a whole bunch of it's is a, there a selection. It's committee? a system
0: you wouldn't understand. Okay. Though, right? So also John Morant, understand. another guy who hasn't done anything, who I think could end up, if he figures it all out, yeah. I think he'd be one of the best players in the NBA. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. But he's not of again. This is, he's done nothing. Okay. Except become TMZ headlines.
1: That's true. That's true. No, again, I I did say off the court antics. Okay.
0: He's got that dog in him. Alright, I'll go to let's go to the top five. And you guys tell me if I have this guy too low. I think I do. LeBron James. You guys have him in your top five?
1: Yeah, I do. Of course. Of course. He's Justin's number
0: one, is my guess. That's my guess. That's my guess. And like anytime this guy gets in the playoffs when he's not injured, he is the guy. The only reason The Lakers had no chance against the Nuggets outside of obviously Jokic was unstoppable, but he was injured. And the Lakers, even now with LeBron James at his age, year 21, correct? Mm -hmm. The Lakers still go as far as LeBron James goes. And you can't say that about many players across the top four leagues at his age doing what he's doing. That's why he gets into my top five. I kind of feel like I have him a little bit low. I think maybe because of his, his age, you can even make the case that he could be the number one guy on this list. But anyway, all our lists are completely different. You have John Morant, which is blowing my mind right now. You got that dog in him. Uh, Okay, number five for Justin. (laughs) I'm going to go Connor McDavid.
2: Best Uh player in the NHL. Um, He has a bit of a mean streak to him. He does. Uh, And you know what? He's a dog. Simple as that. There's no other question. If you want the two biggest dogs in the NHL, they're both at Edmonton. And quite frankly, uh, I wouldn't want any two other players in the league other than
0: them. You know who i put ahead of him? And Mm. I'm with you. I think McDavid is obviously the best player. But true dog in him. Matthew Kachuk, and he showed that last playoffs. Yeah. 100 point guy. Yeah. Took his team to the finals, obviously with Bob Rofsky, but yeah. he's got everything 200 foot game. He fights. He hits. He scores. It's true. He's a leader. McDavid does this. He doesn't fight, but he does right. everything else. McDavid needs that cup, eh? He needs it bad. They're going to win it this he year. He needs it more than most players. They're not going to win it They're going to win the cup this year. No. Trust me. With, with Skinner and Campbell as their Skinner, team, yeah. Are they going to get a new yeah, goal? Absolutely. Wow, that's that's the same. I'm calling it right now. Okay, uh, Sean McCormick, numero cinco. Yeah, it's also McDavid. Oh, it's Mc yeah. McMuffins over here. Yeah. Okay. I mean, anything to add? No. Th-
1: again, I think the if he'd be higher on the list, had he, uh, you know, if you win a championship, but you know, you make it to the Western Conference Final, you're the guy. Like again, you said earlier on the podcast last week. I think mm. you just like like that's the Rashard Rocket Richard Trophy is more interesting than the Ross because it's McDavid's trophy to to win every year as long as he stays healthy so you can count a guy like that to be the guy every night and regular season or playoffs and that to me is is huge so yeah
0: it's hard it's hard to argue when you're mm-hmm. talking about like one of the best players in the league one of the best players ever he might get to that point yeah who knows uh okay number four this is like i said my nba portion steph curry number four i i don't know if i should have put him ahead of lebron though Probably. That's tough. Oh, no, sorry. Probably not. I would have
1: put LeBron ahead of
0: him. Game, okay, let me ask you guys this. Game seven, NBA finals. Who would you rather have? Steph Curry or LeBron You saw that James. LeBron won. I'm asking you, though. <laughs> yeah. LeBron? That's my answer, yeah. I know. I think it's LeBron. I think you could, either way, you can go. I love Steph Curry. I mean, the guy's been incredible. He's changed the way basketball is. And we've seen in the playoffs before, I feel like almost every, every time Golden State get into the playoffs, Steph Curry is stealing at least one or two games mm-hmm. every single series by himself. That's that, that's that dog, right? That's that DMX bar, Justin Pooney. Yeah. Oh, I would do I the DMX, DMX Oh, I thought you were going to give us it. one. <laughs> I was about to Are do Are you it. saving it? No. You're not saving Maybe your bar? Maybe I bark? am. Maybe I am. I think you need to save it. So I'm going to go Steph Curry uh, at number four. Pooney, who you got? Number four, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Really?
2: Jalen Hurts is, quite frankly to me, the biggest dog in the NFC. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is a leader. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl, had a historically great Super Bowl, right? Guy is an absolute monster in the weight room. He's a leader. He's a guy who plays through injury. He played again in the Super Bowl through injury. Um, this guy right here, I wouldn't, next to Patrick Mahomes, I would not want another person leading my team other than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a dog. He plays in a city that's a tough city to play in, and he owns that city. Jalen Hurts is a dog.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about this one. Think about it. He's a dog, bro. Do you feel about he's also that? got the best you Instagram. Have in your top uh, top four. Uh, he's also cool. No, I, I don't
1: have him. I I only have one one uh, football player on this list. I I I, I almost Wilson? put number two. I almost, I almost put two on. I just Justin Jefferson just missed the list okay. for me. He probably should have made the
0: list instead of Corey Perry. I don't know if I'm there with her uh, with Jalen Hurts. I yet. think
1: again, it depends. I mean, he, it seems like he's got a bright future like, again, going off of last year. Yeah, but he has not played very well this year. No. And the Eagles' offense has been—it's early. The Eagles' offense has been inconsistent, uh, and some of that is because of Jalen Hurts. So we'll we'll see. I mean, um, the way he run was running previous to this year, the way he played last year, yes. The person that he's been on the field this year, Mm. not so much. But again, that's you know, it's counter counterintuitive. Those those seasons are—they balance
0: each other out. We'll see how his future is. But for me, this year, he's not a dog. Justin, you made a really good point though. There's two quarterbacks who you'd be comfortable leading your team in a Super Bowl, and it'd be Jalen Hurts and Mahomes. I'm trying to think of the third one. Who would that be? Like, would do you really trust Lamar Jackson? Probably not. No.
2: Joe Burrow. Josh
0: Allen. Yeah, yes, Joe Burrow, too. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow there, just yeah. about made my list. His stock's gone down a lot, right, with the yeah. injury and stuff. Not, not his fault. The guy's up, hurt. Climbing back up. Also, Jalen Hurts
2: has the best whole game in sports. You know
0: what? I'm okay. I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that for now. Number four, Sean.
2: Nikola Jokic.
0: Okay. I'm fine okay, with it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, just mean like you count on him for a triple-double every night. Sure, he'll deliver. Uh, And like I just like his demeanor. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's quiet, but like he is who he is, and I I like that about him. But like he's one of those guys like that will – you poke him enough, and he'll snap. He'll snap, and and he'll be an. Well, he did it to one
0: of the Morris brothers. One of the Morris brothers never saw ever again. And he got – Jokic got heat for that. Meanwhile, they're the one poking him, elbowing him. And he's like, I'm going to retaliate. You have to. I love that. It's true. And the fact that his brothers are always in the crowd. Those two seven foot behemoths. I don't know if they're seven foot, but they look seven. They're young. And
1: and I think that again, similar to uh, a couple people we've talked about, like he could be near the top of this list. I mean, he's already my number four, but Mm -hmm. he could be even higher in a couple years because I think, again, as long as he stays healthy, I think he'll continue to deliver those triple doubles. I think that the Nuggets can contend again this year. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of promise for Nikola Jokic, and then. you know, I I go home. My job is done.
0: Yeah, D- dude, he nearly averaged he nearly averaged a triple double in the postseason last yeah. uh, last year. He's should have uh, been at regular season uh, 60, MVP. sixty, if you go sixty games played and you look at all time playoff scoring, he's sixth on the list. Almost averaging a triple double, he yeah, walked to a triple double in some of those games. And like you said, like I I still feel like. There's another level to Jokic that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. I still think he can get better. Probably should have won the MVP as well. I have him number three on my list. Nice. He's a top three guy uh, in all of sports right now. You and have I- Jokic head of Steph and LeBron? Yeah. And like I said, there's going to be recency bias on you. There is. <laughs> Hold on. Don't shake. <laughs> Just for our audio listeners, Justin is shaking his head. Let's look who he has on his list. He has Anthony Edwards. I had a dry sidle Altuve. He has Shea Gilgis Alexander on his list. Who... Two guys who've done let's show what Tani done again. It doesn't so he won the WBC, bro. Big whoop. I think your
1: list is the best list so far, Albert. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. But we'll what? See, we'll see where you know, it's have faith in your I've list. got a couple half baked answers. You've got a couple of half baked answers. I think no, Albert's no, 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 no. is
2: the most most uh, Albert took the generic, constant? the generic like mainstream list. What's generic about it? What's your list again? <laughs> What's your number three? My number three is Steph Curry. So Sean mentioned how Jokic is quiet, right? Dogs aren't quiet. They're loud. They bark. Steph Curry's game is loud. His personality is loud. He is the best shooter ever in NBA history. He's a four-time champion. He strikes fear in everybody's heart. Steph Curry, again, he talks... Talks a lot of trash, but he backs it up. The way he waves to everybody, turns around before he shoots. Steph Curry's a dog. He's one of the biggest dogs in all of sports. That's why he's my number three.
0: I'm with you, but I don't think dogs need to be that loud. He's loud, man. Kawhi Leonard says three words a season. My dog is loud. He's one of the best players worry. in the NBA. This is my my dog is All right, this loud. is your dog. If he was healthy, no, he, I'm not going to argue. Steph Curry, top he's, three. He's, he's you can
2: so
1: If if he was healthier too, Kawhi, he could have made this list. But no. the fact that well, he well, doesn't he plays play basketball, yeah, if he, yeah play, it, if he plays uh, basketball. Curry's my number three too. Okay, for I mean anything that. No, again, you you talked about it when you talked about it, Albert he changed the game. You know, with the three-point shot just like everybody yeah. wants to emulate that style of basketball and you see it now. You have, you know, Wemby shooting seven or you know, seven-footers shooting threes. It's nuts, man. And and he's mostly responsible for that. And uh and then you you know, you got the scoring, you got the championships. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's a loud personality. He's got, you know, he's got different leagues he's associated with, the uh, shoes, you know, he's got the whole, he's got the whole branding thing down to There's
0: a chance, there's a chance that when he retires, he'll become a PGA Tour pro. His uh, game is it that could good. could be, yeah. So that, that almost elevates him on this list. Okay, to the top two. And this, this is where things should get interesting. Ooh-wee. Want me to start? Yeah. Numero dos. The man who inspired this list. Bryce Harper at number two. Bryce. Get
2: out of here, man.
0: Bryce Harper. Harper? Producer Stevie clapping
2: behind the screens <laughs> over a, there. How could a baseball player be number two in the dog rankings?
0: Why? What does that mean? Have you? Did you see him, man? Hold on. What does that mean, though? What, what's all what's right. this thing you have against baseball players? I
2: don't have anything get Look, when you need a dog, you need a dog in the trenches, right? I don't know if the baseball diamond's like a trench. You know what that? What, what does that mean? Like you got to be like tough and physical. He is. He's but, all those things. Well, he plays first base. Yeah. So what does that mean? He mauls home runs. Hey, look. He gets that crowd electric as you know what in Philadelphia, right? right? That's that's a, a certain type of dog. It Philly
0: takes loves him. How hard is it to get Philly to love they you? They absolutely that. love did, him. Did yeah. you see him flip out on Angel Hernandez a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, but
2: anybody could have, that's just like a dog. Did to you flip see him? I
0: Orlando Arcia against in the Braves. That <laughs> whole that whole Phillies team that they can be at the top of this list Schwarber, in terms of dogs. Castellano. All of them. All of them. Yeah. They all play for each other. Harper plays hard. If you're looking at October players. It's Bryce Harper. I mentioned it, 24 games with the Phillies in the playoffs. The guy's OPS is 1,200. He has 10 home runs. What wins World Series? Power. He's got power. He's a leader. He's one of the best players, if not the best player in baseball right now. Yes, there's recency bias, but I know, and I think we all know, when the playoffs comes around and Bryce Harper is involved, he's going to perform. And that's all I ask for all these players on this list. Okay,
2: is
1: he into the new Mr. October?
2: No,
0: whoa, whoa, don't disrespect you can't really, Reggie it's hard Jackson to do that. like that. He needs—he he, I just up. wanted to trigger. He needs to, he needs to start winning some Reggie Jack. He needs to start winning some championships. Yeah, and we'll put him in there, right? Yeah. And like you said, one guy in baseball—it's not like the NBA cannot win by himself, right? So you need players around you. I think the Phillies are going to do it, but Harper—he's my number two on this list. Justin Pooney. All right, so like I said, right? If you want to be a dog, you got to play in
2: the trenches. You got to get dirty, right? <laughs> So, what's the toughest, what's the most difficult sport, physically taxing sport in North America? Football. Football. Foosball. And who is the biggest dog in the NFL? Patrick Mahomes. Number 15 in the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. The biggest dog in the NFL. We saw this guy in the Netflix documentary. We saw this guy play with a high ankle sprain, gutted it out. won the game on his legs in that game, won the Super Bowl with... You know, you, me, and Dupree as the uh, wide receiving core. Again, he has Travis Kelsey. But look, when it comes to the NFL, there is no bigger dog in the NFL than Patrick Mahomes. And quite frankly, if you've seen his dad, a baseball player, he got that dog from his dad. Like His dad was a dog. He's a dog. Um, Patrick Mahomes, by far and away, is the biggest dog in the NFL and the second biggest dog in all of sports. Can't, can't argue it. Sean? Uh, LeBron James is my number two. Okay.
1: I, don't, I can't argue with the. Uh, with Justin's number two, uh, just again, LeBron is probably the greatest basketball player of all time.
0: Well, he's uh, not, but well, that's another conversation for another time. Go ahead, sorry, <laughs> I just day. had to throw that in there. That's a teaser for, an, oh, for, yeah, a episode. for another episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, just
1: the, the the attitude, the the championships, uh, you know, the failures, and then like coming back, you know, the the decision i don't know he's just he's always got to be the focal point and i think that is something like about a dog too like always knowing how to play the media always knowing uh you know when to do certain things when to move uh lebron is just he's miles ahead as, as far as like mind games in the in the nba and and he's just done such a great job you know he's he's a billionaire there's nothing, like, you can't say much wrong about LeBron James, except that he winds a little bit too much on the court.
0: <laughs> a little bit of flopping here and there drives yeah, me crazy.
1: So he, he's, my, he's my number two. Dogs can flop sometimes too. You know? he's just, he's, he knows how to play the game. You made like a good I point.
0: Said. Listen, I think for this list, to make it on this list, at least my list, one of the criteria is you welcome the spotlight and you welcome the pressure. Mm-hmm. And I don't think no one personifies that probably more than LeBron James. Yeah. You, you can throw Mahomes on the list too, it doesn't matter, right? Bryce Harper. These guys, they, they, that's exactly what they want. They'll take it on the chin for their team mm-hmm. because they know coming out the next game they can perform, and that's, mm-hmm. dude, that's LeBron. I love LeBron. I'm assuming he's your number one, Justin Pooney. No,
2: you have to go number one, don't you, first? You want me to go number one? Yeah, we'll keep it in order.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Like, there's, what else can you say about the guy? I mean, I wrote down some stuff, but, like, in seven <laughs> seasons, he's appeared in the Super Bowl three times. He's won two, two Super Bowl MVPs in such a short amount of time. You know, this is not going out on a limb. He's going to end up being the greatest quarterback of all time. Passing Tom Brady, which tells you that alone, being in that conversation makes you and being the dog. Being in that conversation already yeah. too, right? He's at the head of the table, Justin Pooney. Acknowledge Ooh. him. The big dog in the yard, eh? Okay, are number one well, is. Well, the big dog so? in
2: the yard in all of sports. You know, you need a dog, a dog is a protector, right? You know, a dog defends the yard, right? Defends, you know, the beware of dog sign you have. Rottweiler. You have to scare away people. German well, Shepherd. Who protects the kingdom like nobody else in sports? Bull. LeBron James. King James is the biggest dog in all of sports. He protects the NBA. He's been the focal point of the NBA. He's carried the NBA. He, Quite frankly, he's the, the carried sports for the last decade. He is the guy when it comes to anything in sports. You ask people around the world, who's the biggest athlete in the world? You could say Messi. You could say Ronaldo. It is LeBron James. LeBron James transcends from one corner of the earth to the other corner of the earth. LeBron James is tough. He's a competitor. He holds people accountable. He's a leader. He's clutch. LeBron James is the biggest dog in all of sports.
0: That clip is going to do really well on TikTok. Man. Follow Justin Pooney on TikTok, by the way, to see that clip. Sean McCormick. How, you, can I, how can I follow that? Do you, no. do you object with anything Justin has just said? Yeah, I mean, maybe not the biggest in the world. Nobody. I mean, that's such a... Remember, this is top four leagues in North America. Yeah. Right? If we're going world, then this is a different list. No, He's
2: bigger a, than Ronaldo, bigger than Messi, man. Come on now.
0: I don't know about that, but dog status but, absolutely. He's in the top three
1: in this immeasurable dog status. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> yes. See, you'll get
2: more DMX barks of Messi and Ronaldo put
0: together. Dude. No, Ooh. probably, but I, yeah, it's no, not it's, probably. No, wait, he, he does He gets more barks.
2: That's LeBron
0: <laughs> more. LeBron, barks. Messi, Ronaldo. LeBron is third on. We're that talking first. barks though. That's your bias though. That's not a bias. No, I, I
2: worldwide e- e- popularity. LeBron is a bigger dog than Messi. I'm not saying he's a better global. He's a bigger dog mentality. Why is it Messi Ronaldo? But I think Ronaldo and Messi are bigger that's stars. That's That's a good conversation I to have. I don't know. It, these days, they're bigger stars. You go stars. to any corner of the world, right? Does that, oh, they know all three of them, right? Uh, for sure. Right? I'm saying, like, you go to Argentina, people know who LeBron James is. You go to Portugal, people know who LeBron James is. You go to China, you go to Saudi Arabia, you go anywhere. People know who LeBron James is. I, I think part of that is, though, too, right?
1: It's so hard for athletes of that size to not stand out. You know what I mean? Messi goes to a Publix in Miami, and, you know, he's, you know, what, was he size-wise, was he five? Yeah,
0: he's eight? short. Yeah, you short. know what I mean? He's going to, no, like, fit in
1: with everybody. Well, he was
0: still getting pictures taken. Of course, of course. We're like, going somewhere else no, in this conversation. No, but We're like, talking when, popularity. When, but yeah,
1: when LeBron goes to like Asia and LeBron goes to other countries, like LeBron
0: will stick out like a sore thumb. Well, and like, the NBA is incredibly global. Let's not forget exactly.
1: that. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not taking anything away from the NBA. I'm just saying I, that's part of why LeBron is so recognizable. Is like He is almost seven feet tall. He is a... And he's a global superstar. People know his face. People know Mm -hmm. his voice. People know his brand. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from LeBron here. And I do agree that he's a bigger dog, whatever that means, than than Messi and Ronaldo. But as far as superstar
0: status globally, I would side with the two soccer players. (sighs) Did you guys see what Messi did at the World Cup at his age? Of course. Okay. Okay. We're talking dog, right? That's performing fine. on the biggest stage. What is LeBron on the biggest stage? I understand that, but He's I don't think it's so few cut times. and dry. But Messi's so Messi. failed a few times <laughs> so on the so biggest it. stage, too. Has yeah, yeah. he not? You have to. Did he not lose a World Cup final? The only, reason, exactly. the only reason these guys are at the top of these lists is because they failed. Mahomes has lost the Super Bowl You before? have to fail. It's impossible yeah, not absolutely. to fail, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Look at Michael Jordan. Didn't make his high school team. Didn't win a championship for the first seven pit. years. Yeah, the fail, 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 fail to become the greatest. That's just what it takes. Second the Greatest. Ooh. <laughs> Michael greatest. Okay, Kno go ahead. You're Mahomes. number 1. Sean Mahomes. Mahomes, Mahomes, yeah, okay. Mahomes. So we have we have similar here. Yeah.
1: And again, I can't really add too much to what you guys said already about Mahomes. I mean, he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time.
0: Okay, so we got We might have to like put this on on social and rank these Absolutely. these lists because I, I, can, can I like, The Fugazi meter is going off. You know can, what a Fugazi is?
1: Can can you say my list is better than his though?
0: I got like my number 10 Corey is a bit Perry. out of whack. My number 10 is oh, a bit I out of whack. I forgot about Corey Perry. <laughs> that just like drops to like 10 I dodges. forgot. And John Morant. And John Morant. No, your list is the worst. Uh, why? John Morant, Corey Perry, bro. John Morant's better than Anthony Edwards and, and Shea. That's debatable. Okay, my list, which makes the most sense. It's the most mainstream. <laughs> Otani, Crosby, list. Alvarez, Altuve, Verlander, LeBron James. I probably should have put LeBron higher. Curry. Jokic, Bryce Harper, recency bias, Patty Mahomes, Sean McCormick, Corey Perry, <laughs> Altuve, <laughs> Justin Tucker, God, Crosby, John Morant, McDavid, Jokic, Curry, Braun, Mahomes, uh, Justin Pooney, Acuna, Shea, Altuve, Dreisaitl, Um, Edwards. Anthony. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's bad. I forgot. I'm like, Leon? Oh. Leon Edwards? Leon Edwards? Okay. <laughs> I would take Leon Edwards uh, over Anthony Edwards. For sure. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Leon Edwards. He's a champion. What was his last fight? <laughs> he won. The fight before that? Won. Oh, we, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. He did what yeah, <laughs> did. you see what he did to Usman? You see Uzman yes. talk the other day? Usman. can't is, even speak English so
2: Uzman is not the same fighter he was. He's old now. Okay, we're not getting into Washed. that. Washed. Mm-hmm. Conor
0: McDavid, Jalen Hurts, uh, Steph Curry, Mahomes, and LeBron James. Oh, you figured it out near the end there, but... <laughs> I got to get some young pups in there, Again, man. I agree. Albert's list wins. Congratulations, Albert. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll put it on social. Okay. We'll no, get them ranked. You already know. You already know you won.
1: No, no man. Didn't.
0: People think different things. We don't even have a clear idea of what this list is. <laughs> what is a dog? <laughs> yeah, it's us, dogs. It's gamers. It's clutch guys. My, my dogs are. know where we missed them. It's under a certain criteria. Your dogs under a different criteria. Right? Okay. Well, so. we almost came close to agreeing. We have Mahomes in the top two. I probably should have had Braun in the top two. Yeah, that's very Bryce Harper, please go on and win a World Series to make this list matter a little bit more. Oh, John McGregor.
1: No, it's not happening.
0: Okay, let's take a little break. Uh, let's talk about some flag football after mm. this break. Uh, <laughs> the NFL, NFL players might be going to the Olympics. We'll talk about that after the break. So this week, the uh, International Olympic Committee officially added flag football the Olympics, and it'll be going on at Los Angeles in 2028, the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. And uh, NFL stars are excited about playing in it. Surprisingly, the NFL is actually encouraging players to go and play. Uh, Tyreek Hill recently took to social media and called on all NFL guys to bring one home because they're assuming, because they're Americans, obviously, NFL <laughs> is prominent in the United States, that they're yeah. just going to go there and dominate, which. They probably um, will. Not probably they will. They well, listen. I was There's watching. No I was team. watching flag football championship from <laughs> last year. I, I just wanted to see what what this thing was all about. <laughs> don't laugh at me, Sean. And it was Italy against oh the States, man. and almost all the players on Italy were American. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a bunch of Americans playing each other. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, I think this is me being well, super uh, ignorant. Wait, I haven't done Rourke enough research. Canada does don't have a chance. Nathan Rourke, here we go. Uh, Okay, so here's the deal. So Olympic flag football will function quite differently compared with NFL Sundays. Games will feature 12-player rosters, take place on a 50-yard field in a five-on-five format. It won't feature offensive or defensive lines. So, I okay, this is my opinion on flag football. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to see this? Who wants to watch flag football?
2: So you're saying that if a team of Patrick Mahomes... Justin Jefferson. I don't Jefferson, care who's playing. Jamar Chase. They just did that. At the Pro Bowl. They just
0: did flag football at the Pro Bowl. Did you not watch that? Yeah, but it that's was the Pro Bowl. Nobody cares. This is the Olympics.
2: This is national pride on the line. But it's winning gonna, the gold medal in LA. But the game is the same. It doesn't matter if it's the same. It's the mentality. You're running and you're trying to pull it's flags med- off players. Okay, you watch the NBA All-Star game, right? Nobody plays hard there, but in the Olympics, what happens? You're getting the best of the best guys putting them yeah, but when own- they
0: play basketball in the Olympics, they're playing basketball. They're not playing flag basketball or playing on trampolines. Well, they're not going to play tackle football in the Olympics. The Olympics are only a month long. Well, this is what I'm saying. It's not, it's not the real game. It's not the true sport. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody who lives their life trying to be a flag football player. Honestly, <laughs> there are just, people... You just did by that statement. No, but, I'm just, but that's just not entertaining to watch. What, in my how do we, opinion. How do you, so you're saying if you guys are
2: both, I'll get, ask you this sh- question too, Sean. If you're not going to watch flag football with Mahomes or whoever the hell the starting quarterback is going to be. Will I watch it? Probably. You will watch because it. It's whoever is going to be playing. We just talked about Mahomes being the biggest dog in sport. You're not going to watch that? I probably
1: won't go out of my way to watch it. Will I watch it? If you know, It'll probably be mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the summertime, so there's less sports on. So I'll probably throw it on. I'm not super excited about it. I mean, again, you are going to get the best, if the NFL allows it, which it seems like they will, the best NFL players playing this, right? But to me, like, it'll probably be domination. Yeah,
0: if we'll, they
1: get the best NFL players, Ty- Tyreek, Mahomes, whatever, right? Yeah. They're going to dominate. Right. Because the other countries will not be able to compete with that. But let's
0: per, like, we're pretending like we know if these other countries are good or not. We're assuming that they're not because they're going to play we NFL We know players. they're not. Well, but, it, but if they play that game, they're used to those rules. They know how to play that game. You're telling
2: me some guy... And NFL players don't. They might in, have the advantage. Like, some guy in France or some guy in Austria is going to line up one-on-one with Tyree Kill in front of him, a guy who could actually be an Olympic track star, or DK Metcalf, a guy who could probably bench-press that guy
0: out of the way. It's going to stop him. <laughs> well, first of all, you don't have to tackle him. You just got to grab the flags that are dangling. Doesn't matter.
2: It does. It's all about. It's the the, the mechanics are still the same. I'm not the saying that the USA ability. won't
0: have an advantage, but I'm not going to dismiss the rest of these teams. Dude,
2: Justin Jefferson will have every guy's ankles snapped in half.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I right. again, I, I, I can't wait till we break I, down some I, tape on Italy I, and Portugal I, and Spain and whoever else is in. There. I
1: agree with Justin here. I think this, the skill level, the size, the speed. That's a good point. Like, because again, you the, you can just box out these guys right like you can run these slants you can box out these guys Mahomes can run fast if they get to you know because they'll they still rush the quarterback it's just there's no line to protect Mahomes so you want to have an elusive quarterback and I think somebody like Mahomes who can throw on the run as well as he would is somebody you would have as your quarterback if he wants to do that um yeah again I'm not stoked I'd be much more happy I, I really hope the NHL gets back to the Olympics but I I really like that these leagues are seeing the bigger picture and allowing their players to play in easily in the Olympics, because it's so important to grow the game. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also like, it looks bad on the leagues to not let the, their players play. I get that. It's a business. I get that there's money involved and you don't want your players getting hurt and your superstars getting hurt in non, we well, don't want them getting hurt at all, but you to get hurt in non-league play would be even worse. Cause then, you know what I mean? You're out for a long period of time. You miss the NHL or the NFL seasons, but it's just it's important for the leagues to do this because it, there's so many pros as opposed to cons, especially throughout. for
0: the NFL. I mean, there's so much talk about having the Super Bowl in Europe in London, which and I don't know. They want a team out there. If that's going to happen, who knows if that will happen? No, but that's the direction Goodell wants to go. And a right step in that direction I will is say this showcasing though. these guys at the Olympics, like you just said. Sean. I'll say this, though. A
2: Super Bowl in London would be kind of cool, right? No, it wouldn't. Why not? Think about the time. Well, you gonna start the game at midnight? Well, Premier League game, what time do Premier League game start at the it's night? It's a
0: super bowl, though. But
2: that's what I'm saying. You could start it at what time is what three it's o'clock? A five, five hour difference. Five yeah. hour difference, right? So eight o'clock, right? Eight o'clock kickoff mm-hmm. in the UK in the is UK. three p.m. here. Yeah. Right? That's generally the time Super Bowl starts about what five o'clock here?
0: Six thirty. I don't 16. yeah, I just don't see it happening. To I me, it, it doesn't make any sense. It okay. really doesn't. It's just a money thing, man. You're gonna you're gonna take away the Super Bowl from the American people? Yes. And bring it to Europe. People will fly to England anyway. They will. I mean, people will go to that game. And
2: there's an I don't think the
0: atmosphere would be the same.
2: I mean, uh, it, yeah. yeah. The Super Bowl doesn't have true fans. Half time. I mean, it's all corporate mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's a good point too. I wonder who the
1: Super
0: Bowl halftime show would be. Uh, In no, the UK, I. think d- it would be like a like a global star. Taylor, and Sheeran. It could, it could be Taylor Swift, Sheeran, Drake, Oasis. I don't know. Oasis, <laughs> if they get back together. Okay, uh, so I mean, we're kind of split with this flag football thing. I get what you guys are saying. I mean, now thinking about it, they should probably dominate. And maybe it won't be exclusive to just NFL players. By the way, maybe other like because it's flag football, it's essentially non-contact. Yeah, why can't you get some you know NBA guys in there? You could, right? Yeah, I know just, LeBron James is going to be sixty-five by the time twenty twenty-eight no, comes around. No NBA guys. No why? man. Why? Just uh, think you get two, the get next, the Paul just, brothers in there? That's not too next the, level. Why not? I, th- I think just like, again, the, with this... Look at... Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, look yeah. at DK Metcalf playing basketball. it looks unbelievable. He just dribbles and dunks. That's it. Yeah. So what you can't tell me like, uh, you know, LeBron James is going to be older, but a six seven six eight LeBron James can't go up there and grab some balls from Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Now I don't just, know if he's got the hands for He just
2: disrespected it. the play football in one
0: of the media. You say, oh, LeBron will just trot LeBron Well, there? LeBron isn't some okey-doke average, do- average Joe guy. He's a superior athlete. I agree. Who can play multiple sports. Right, yeah. I, right. I, I think you could have different walks of life do this,
1: but I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Just to have the best NFL players, like like Justin said, DK Metcalf's 6'4, just have him out there, box out guys and catch the ball. Tyreek runs so fast, just run a slant. You got to have guys that can with hands that can catch the ball because the rules are um, usually, at least, I don't know, I'm not sure if this will carry over to the Olympics, but you start on like your own five, mm-hmm. yeah, and you have four downs to get to midfield. And then if you get the midfield, you get another four downs. Yeah, and exactly. and then so but I mean they could just score in one play with Tyreek kills.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's down the field, run a go route. It'd be like Bo Jackson Tecmo Bowl, unstoppable. <laughs> Tecmo bowl. No, well, this is a this, good show. That's a uh, good show. I uh, I threw down some names. So for QBs, I got Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Caleb Williams. Sure. I mean, at that point, yeah, why not? Running back, CMC, Devon, HN? H-N. No. Bijan, yeah, Uh, Bijan. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Debo. You got Kelsey. You got Parsons and Sauce Sertan on D. Oh my guy, Mm -hmm. Sertan, yeah. But by the time the Olympics come around, will these guys be wanting to play? I know Parsons just did a YouTube video saying we got to get this guy, that guy, and the other. Yeah. So anyway, I'm done with like football. You want to continue this conversation? Not really. I'm done with flag football I just yeah I'm like I want to talk about it But now as I'm talking about it I'm like who cares mm. It's flag football You know what should be In the Olympics Oh here it goes here MMA go. MMA yeah Why isn't Anybody MMA in the Olympics
2: like, They got to Taekwondo No and Yeah Boxing Those are already in individual
0: it, already... martial arts Let's get mixed martial arts in there Imagine that I would love that but Yeah
2: the, 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 Yeah Maybe Maybe Yeah
1: yeah, professional wrestling. But
0: like too. in boxing, they wear the... professional wrestling. No, they yeah, wear like, it they wear on the, the melter scale. They wear
2: like the the, the headgear and boxing <laughs> and stuff like that. It's it's, it's boxing is great in the Olympics, though. It is, it is. a lot of great amateurs. Uh, sorry, a lot of great boxers have come from the Olympics. Floyd, right? You know, uh, Roy? Roy, Roy Jones, Roy Jones yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Do you, I want to eat a doner? What would you <laughs> say? I don't know what you said there. I
1: think he was a Cuban boxer, don't don't they? Yeah, probably. I'm I'm not going to
0: pretend like I know uh, Cuban boxers, Sean McCormick. Okay, let's wrap up the show. Um, Let's do some picks. Picks, picks, picks. picks, We're in week seven. Uh, Let's go over our picks from last week. We did well, boys. Mm. We went uh, almost perfect. I had the Lions minus three, they won. Jets plus seven, they won outright. Justin, you had the Jags minus four, they won. Uh, Plus, you had the Raiders as your gut pick, minus 148 to beat the Patriots, I believe, 21 17. Sean's Lock. Also, the Lions, his gut hit, two gut picks. Thielen, TD, plus 260, well done. But the Chargers lost, so oh, you, you, those, you screwed up our perfect record.
1: Those Chargers, man,
0: they kill me every week. Okay, overall records. I'm um, 7-3, and three, not bad. Justin, 3-6. and six. Sean McCormick, 4-6. and six. We do locks and gut picks. Lock is a lock. Gut pick is mm-hmm. what you're feeling. What What your body is telling you about a game. Sometimes you just look at the game, you're like, that's the pick I got to make. Sean McCormick, start us off with your lock of the week i'm going with pooney's seattle seahawks oh minus seven and a half
1: at home to the arizona cardinals they better the cardinals are just crumbling back down to earth man like they showed some fight at the beginning of the season uh they've got a few injuries now james connor's hurt he was a big part of that offense i just don't think they'll be able to keep up with the seahawks offense
2: so for me they're my lock Minus got seven it. and a half. i hope I,
0: you're right sean okay pooney
2: what do you got I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills minus eight and a half against the New England
0: Patriots. Look. That's a big number, huh?
2: Yes. But Buffalo did not play very well against the New York Giants. If it wasn't for Tyron Taylor messing it up at the second before the second half and then the refs missing a holding call on <laughs> Darren Wall at the end, they yeah. probably would have lost. I suspect divisional matchup that this game the Bills will beat the breaks off of Mac Jones and whatever's left of him and the New England Patriots. Beat the
0: breaks. Yeah. All right, so you got the Bills minus eight and a half. Uh, my lock's going to be the Ravens minus three against the Lions. Ooh. I know it's kind of crazy. This would be a great Super Bowl matchup. It would be. I, I, the Ravens offense, it hasn't really officially clicked yet. I think they're getting close. This is a back-to-back road game for the Lions. Ravens coming back from London. I just And I like the number. Three points feels like a, a perfect number here for the Ravens. So I got the push Oof. equity with the Ravens as well. What? I don't know. You, you don't like you, it? You're a Lions guy, man. I'm a Lions guy. I love the Lions. Yeah. But I think uh, Lamar and the Ravens, I think they get it done. Okay, gut pick, Sean. The Pittsburgh Steelers money line, I guess.
2: Ooh. Uh, what do you mean you guess? Is no, it or it's, isn't it's, it's,
1: it? It's my gut, you know? It's a little uneasy. It's a, it's talking to me. It's it's saying the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, uh, it's Tomlin as a dog, you know? It's just the the, the trend is there. The numbers are there. If he is that. like... He, they win a lot when he's a, a dog. So you're going Steelers money dog. line, sorry? Yeah, okay. and I just think that, you know, they've had the week off to prepare for the Rams. The Rams have been playing pretty well, but I think this that Rams offensive line is going to have a hard time against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Uh, so I'm going to, you know,
0: lean here with the Steelers. So you know what? I like it, and I like it a lot. We were on the same wavelength with the Lions, and I think we're on the same wavelength here with the Steelers. Who's your gut pick?
2: I think I'm going to go with the Eagles minus 2.5 okay, on Sunday okay. night against the Dolphins. Right. Um, again, team that didn't play very well against the Jets. At home, Sunday night football, prime time game. A dog in Jalen Hurts going up <laughs> against Tua. No, from their time in Alabama where Tua took Jalen Hurts' job. Jalen Hurts was an MVP favorite last year. Tua is the MVP favorite this year. Um. I suspect that the Eagles are going to show up. I think they're going to play physical. They're going to play smash well football. They're going to do the tush-push, whatever the hell they call it. The brotherly tush, whatever the hell they call it now. <laughs> um, I think the, the Eagles will win this game. So you're going money line? Uh, Eagles
0: uh, minus two and a half. The brotherly I'm shove. Minus two and a half. So I'm all over the place right now with my gut pick.
1: Lay it on me. What are you, what are you leaning towards? Lay it on me. So
0: I'll, I'll let you know where, where, I, where I agree, and you can take the opposite. <laughs> For some, um, I, this is not going to be my pick. But for some odd reason, why are you why are you can <laughs> have, have multiple gut picks like I did but last I don't want to put this one on the list because I've been doing so well, but I just feel like the Broncos are going to beat the Packers. No. See? You see what I mean? <laughs> nah. See,
2: I would have gotten the Packers as my gut pick.
0: Why do I like the Broncos so much? I don't know. God, that's What that's have crazy. they shown you? They've light, shown me zero. Yeah. But, I mean, it's got to turn at some point, no? Why? I don't know. Were they really, weren't they really bad last year? Yeah. Nah.
1: Aren't they really bad this year? <laughs>
0: So I got to change. They were on pick. my short list.
1: The Packers are on my short How about short
0: this one? They've done me well, right. Well, you're writing it down, so they, it's in. It's they, locked in. They've done me right before. I think the number is too big. <coughs> yes, this team that they're playing will probably make a serious push mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl. But this is a divisional game. Oh, it's a very important game. It's Chargers. not the Chargers. Oh. This guy, some people are talking about him losing his job, even though he's probably the greatest coach of all time. Oh, you're with know, the Patriots. I'm going with the Patriots plus eight and a half. I mean, the Bills have Patriots, not looked good. Patriots will lose that game. Mm-hmm. I just feel like their defense can keep it close. Do I trust Mac Jones? They don't have. Christian, Absolutely not.
2: They don't have Christian Gonzalez or Matthew Judon.
0: I know that. Tough. I, but this is gut. I think the number's too big. That's gonna be half. upset. Then
1: come. They would have covered last week, and if it wasn't for the last. last and I'm gonna keep. Safety. I'm gonna keep.
0: I'm gonna keep my eye on this line because I bet you it can get to nine and a half potentially ten. I think a lot of people are gonna be hammering the Bills here because they feel the same way you guys do. I don't know if it'll get there. You don't think so? No, but I do. I It's a stay away from me.
1: But if I were to take its side, it would be the Patriots. I just think that the bills haven't looked good they weren't didn't look good against jags didn't look good against uh the giants that's what i'm saying that's why they're going to build
2: the b- brakes off the, the
1: they could i mean historically the last few years they've they've beaten the patriots by margin by like 14 or more this, or the is, the,
2: li- uh, this is the biggest um biggest un- underdog that b- bill belichick's ever been at home mm-hmm. since tom brady's first start they got
0: problems over there yeah, man. i think i don't think he gets fired this season he,
2: can't he can't be would never G- get fired. Not, in, not in season. No, would,
0: but he... It would be like a step down.
1: It would be like, we're firing you, but we'll let you quit. No, Robert
0: no, no, Kraft no, no, no. is starting to talk he now. Can't he never be, used to he talk can, like this he,
2: before. he lose his GM title before he stopped being the coach. Yeah. I don't think he can be the GM. they draft horribly. He
0: can't recognize talent, eh? Nope. No, seriously, that's a some, problem.
2: They've got some stud-wide receivers over there in yeah. New
0: England. Anyway, I need them to figure out this week. That's all that matters. Okay, Poon, man, you're going minus 8.5 with the Bills as your lock and your gut Eagles, minus 2.5. Sean McCormick going with Pooney Seahawks, minus 7.5, and, and he likes the Steelers on the money line, plus 140. I also like that. Uh, I'm going Ravens minus 3, mm. as my lock belief in Lamar Jackson. He's phenomenal. And the Patriots plus 8.5, and, and I'm starting to feel really bad about that pick right now, but who cares because it's already in. <laughs> it's the gut pick is locked in with the lock, if you know what I'm saying. It's been a great show today, boys. Yeah. I just want to say that. We had a lot of fun. A dog in the show. A dog in that show. You want to give us a bark on the no. way out? Jesus. That was Sean McCormick. That was not me. Let's hear it, Poonie. No. No? All right. I love you guys. All right. That's it from us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Homestand Sports. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to download the pod anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify as well. If you want to watch the video version of this, head over to the Homestand Sports YouTube. Uh, we post every podcast there. It'll be me, Justin Pooney, and my main man, Sean McCormick. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with another podcast, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps. And that's it for the show today. I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Sports.